Finally, you know, I got stuck on this one. It was called, if you'll put my topic up there so everybody can see it. It's called Lazy Faith. Amen? Lazy Faith. And if you have your Bibles, amen, turn to Matthew chapter 25, verses 24 through 29. Lazy Faith. Yeah, we all got some lazy faith. Don't start throwing the tomatoes at me yet, please. Oh, we... Amen. If you have it, say amen. 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 And the word Lord reads. Amen. Then the servant with one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man. Oh, hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. Verse 25. And I was afraid and went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. But his master answered and said to him, You wicked, lazy slave, you knew that I reap where I do not sow and gather where I scattered no seed. And you ought to have put my money in the bank, and on my arrival, I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore, take away the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has, more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Amen. Tonight, Father, we thank you for this word. We're so grateful, Father God, for your spirit, for your presence here tonight, God. God, we ask you just to open up our hearts, open up our minds to your word tonight, God. Hide me behind the cross. But most importantly, God, come and show up and show out tonight. In Jesus' my name. And the saints of God said. Amen. Lazy faith. I mean, I want to give you the definition of Webster's definition of lazy. And the, and the simple definition I could get to was adverse to labor, action or effort. See, when we look at the parable, there are many things in it to preach. But I want to talk about something that affects us all in different areas. See, let's be, let us be honest with ourselves. We all have areas in our lives that aren't as strong as areas in our faith. Hello. There are some areas in our lives where we're really strong in the faith. We can believe God for the impossible in some areas, but in some areas we believe that, amen, that that's not our calling or better yet. Somebody else will pick up the slack. Hello. But sometimes you got to tell yourself, you know what, I'm not as strong and bold in these other areas. See, when we look at the parable, we see that the servant buried the coin. But when we look at him, we can see from the very beginning, he really wasn't lazy. Because if you were truly lazy, you would have never buried the coin. You would have kept it in your pocket. Or better yet, you would have left it at the master's place. Hello. But when we look at the coin, see, this is what's crazy about the servant. It's surprising is that because he buried the coin. But see, what happens is when the master comes back, he says, why didn't you put it in the bank? You could have allowed my money to grow, but instead you decided to be lazy and bury it and not even work. You were willing to go through all the work to put it in the ground, but you weren't willing enough to ever let it invest. See, you got to understand this, and this is going to be hard, but lazy faith, saints, is something that affects every believer in the church. doesn't matter what race, nationality, or what denomination you go to. Everybody in the body of Christ struggles in an area with lazy faith. 
See, there is something my mother told me when I was writing this, is that people can go get a prophetic word, and they may write it down, or they may just keep it on their phone. But what happens is, is, you know, they get the prophetic word and then there comes the, they hear the great blessing that the prophet spoke. It could be through Gary Morris. It could be through, you know, any preacher that comes through and prophesies. But the problem is, is that a lot of people never put in the prophetic work. A lot of us like to listen to God's words from somebody else and say, man, that sounds really good. I'm going to sit here and wait on my blessing. But we never want to do the prophetic worth, and that's really lazy faith. It's never putting the faith into action and always expecting God to show up and show out. But we're never willing to go and do the work. Amen. See, you got to understand, I don't care how radical you can put your hands. I don't care if you can jump around in a Christian mosh pit. I don't care what you do for Jesus. If you have, amen, look, if you don't put in the work, then there's no, the, then the prophetic word is void. There's no blessing in for you. And really what you're going to do is you're going to wait 10, 15, 20 years and never see it occur. Now, it may take that long, but you haven't done anything to progress the blessing. So you got to understand lazy faith. Do you not know the work you are doing now is prophetic? You are calling out to your future. And when you do this, you allow yourself to call the future to you. Don't you know that when you spoke it, God spoke it over you before? And now he's just waiting on you to work it out. See, without prophetic work, the word that God has given you cannot carry you to your blessing. It's all about the prophetic work. See, and that's the problem. Lazy faith will allow you to receive the word and be like, yes, thank you, Jesus. Amen. But the sad part about it, saints, <clears throat> when you really look at it, it's like, amen, if you can imagine for me for a second, is somebody sitting down on their front porch, amen, having a nice glass of tea and saying, you know what, I'm going to wait on the porch while God has called me out around the porch, amen, to go out of the porch, and instead I'm staying back here where I can see it, but I don't want to go up and go get it. Hello. Sometimes God said, I want to give you back your family, or sometimes I want to try to fix your character because you told me you want me to fix it. So here it is. It's on the outside of the porch, and some of us like to sit it, see it, right? But we want to sit down and enjoy our laziness and not go work for it. We'll see it, and we're like, man, that looks really good. Then we'll put, amen, up, your favorite drink, amen. Some of us like to drink Red Bull. I can't no more, amen. I got a water, amen. But sometimes we like to pick up our favorite drink, and instead of doing the work, we will try to make God work it, and we'll sit here and say, thank you, Jesus. And just sit here and think that all along, God is going to do all the work. That's not faith. I know God can work it out, but I promise you, after doing 10 years in ministry for, with my family, you get to realize that the faith that Jesus was talking about is you actually getting down and dirty and not knowing which way it will go. That's the real. Like, you, look, I understand, yo, in churches we like to play a facade and we like to act like we got everything together. But let me tell you something. When you really want to do the will of God, you can't be lazy because you got to actually work down and get it. I promise you, 10 years in ministry, and I promise you, my family wasn't lazy. No matter how easy it looks like we got it, 
I promise you, if I could show you a video clip of what we had to go through, you understand there was no lazy faith. You can't do ministry, and most importantly, you can't answer the call of God on your life if you got some lazy faith. Hello. But see, you can't act like swinging on the porch just waiting for the blessing, but you're not getting off it. We like to sit there and look at what God's going to bless us with, and we'll sit there, but we won't change. God's like, I need you to go up, and all I got to do is take a few steps. And he's like, all I need you to do is step a little bit further. Remember, we all, you know, in school they used to tell you just take it one step at a time. Sometimes that's what it feels like, amen, to be a pastor. You got to tell people, just take it one step at a time. I know it seems rough. But take it one step at a time. Why? Because the pastors know what it feels like, amen, to get betrayed. They understand the walk, and they know how to talk the walk. That's the problem. We know how to walk the walk and talk the talk. So you can't really mess up a pastor. Because even though they go through it, they don't have lazy faith. Hello. They never have lazy faith. But the problem with a lot of people in the church is that we get real excited and we get really, you know, we want to see God bless us and move. But the problem is a lot of people in the church are too lazy to get up and do something about it. Any problem in the area of the church, the church acts like the pastors will take care of it. When really God says you are my children and as a child you should obey your father's commands. And so if he says you are to be servants, then that means to serve. That's a word nobody likes to hear. I don't care how you are or who you think you are. Not a lot of people like to hear the word serve. What do you mean I got to go to children's church? I don't like kids. What? My God. Golly, man. But you got to understand, you may not be strong in that area, and I was talking to one of the guys. I said, look, you may not be strong in this area, but in reality, you may not like it. But what really happens is, is you're allowing, even though you may want, not want to do it, guess what? Something you'll even do or say can save one person. So guess what? You may not like it, but God's like, I need you to do it so you can get this one to me. So stop being lazy and stop trying to make excuses. I just need you to grow and change so I can get you. It may not be, I didn't, may have not called you to do that permanently, but I just need you to do it for a season so I can help others grow. But that's a lot of problem. See, when we look at lazy faith, we see that when people are excited for God to move in their life, but they seem to want other people to do the work and reap the harvest of other people's work. Yeah, that's straight up laziness. They like to feed, they're like a parasite. They ain't a good kind, they don't give you nothing back. They sit there and they're like, you know what, we talk about it. My gosh, they, they talk, we talking about building a new church. And you know, I'm, like, I'm getting excited, my family's getting excited. Everybody that you know really loves Jesus gets excited. The problem is about, ooh wee, <laughs> ooh wee. A lot of people, I promise you, when we get up to that new church, some areas are going to be neglected because some people don't want to step up and take action for what God's called them to do. Or better yet, sometimes it's an uncomfortable position or they don't like it, so they try to get out of it. And so they'll skip it. They'll be like, no, but yet the pastor needs you. 
We always say, I'll do anything for my pastor. But at the time when your pastor needs you the most, you're like, yeah, that's not my calling. <laughs> I'll sit here and, pastor, pastor, I'll greet people, pastor, but I don't want to go see kids. <laughs> pastor, I'll go sit people down, but I don't want to go stand out in that hot sun parking cars. I don't want to do that. Pastor, I don't, I don't, I don't, but what happened to you're doing it for God, not the pastor? See, God is the commander, and the pastor is just a follower. And so what he gets is from the, from the commander. So really, you're not disobeying the pastor. You're disobeying God. You're not helping God. I don't care what church you go to or, you know, you could go to any other church. It's the same thing. You're not disobeying. You're not even hurting your pastor. You're making it difficult, but really you're disobeying and hurting God's shepherd over you. Hello. Amen. Told you it was going to be rough in here. See, lazy faith produces products that are harmful to themselves, the body of Christ, and even the pastor. If you put my first point up there. First point. Yeah. My first point is this. Amen. And neglects necessary work. Lazy faith neglects necessary work. When you have lazy faith in your life is occurring in the life. Check this out. When lazy faith is occurring in the life of the believer, this leads to the kingdom's work being stalled. It leads it to being stopped. When you don't put into practice the work that needs to be done, the prophetic blessings can arrive. Yeah. Lazy faith neglects necessary work. And check this out. And the reason why I say it neglects it is because you put it as not a priority. You never put it as a priority. And see, this is where it gets everybody. Necessary work. It's not just, let me go do this. Let me go do that. I got, I got to be everywhere and anywhere. Let me just go, go, go. Instead of using all your energy on foolish things, you need to focus on things that can make a difference. Put up Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4. It says this, Poor is he who works with a negligent hand, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Hello. Poor is he who works with a negligent hand. So what does that mean? Poor is he who works with a what? A non-working hand, who doesn't want to do it. Amen. But check this out. But the hand of the diligent makes rich. Why? Because he'll get down and dirty. He don't care what the position is. He don't even care what he's got to do or even if he don't like it. I promise you, he says what? You need it done, I got it done. Don't worry about it. You go worry about what you got to do, Pastor. I promise you, this area that you led me to, I'll take care of it. Don't come over here unless you want to see how is it doing. I'll be like, sir, it's growing, it's good, and we're moving forward. That's what your pastor wants to hear instead of, well, we're struggling again. Um, you know, we only got a few people. He's like, well, you know, and he tells, and he tells Zachariah this all the time. You know, you're going to have to get down there and evangelize these people. And he does. But you'll see the work. And that's what makes things grow is you got to actually put in the work. And the problem with the, amen, the lazy faith is that you expect and you put off the work that needs to be done. In your own life, amen, and in the church life. Hello. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 11. He who tills his land will have plenty of bread, 
but he who pursues worthless things lacks sense. Hello. And this is what I was saying is the person that just goes and goes. You're not set on a mission. You're not set on purpose. You're just chasing after anything to get you out of what you're really supposed to do. You'll chase many different things. You'll be like, oh, pastor needs this done. Now pastor needs this done. And you can't even get the first thing you were supposed to do done. It's half behind it. And you wonder why people have to come up and clean up after everybody's mess. Because we as a church can't get the thing settled in right and get it fixed first. It's got quiet. Don't worry, I said all my amens for myself. I didn't need nobody to say amen during the sermon. I said all my amens in my room. I was like, amen, that's a good point. Amen, this is, this is, this is real conviction. God, you're speaking to me. I said, God, don't worry, I, amen, I'll amen myself. I told God, don't worry, you, you, giving, me a, you giving me a bashing too, so I'll just take it. I'll say amen. I'll just sit there and take it. Yes. You got to understand See, he who tills his lands will have plenty of bread. Why? Because you're putting in the work. But he who pursues worthless things. See, sometimes you got to have a purpose, but sometimes we get to hearing it's going to cost you to stay after. Hello. It's going to cost you some family time. Or more importantly, it's going to cost you some of your resources, like your money. It stops you from doing what God wants you to really do. Hello. Because all of a sudden, money becomes the real priority. With lazy faith, it's all about, well, I don't have. Or there's not any here, Pastor, so I can't do what I was going to plan to do for the, you know, the church. So I'm just going to have to cancel on it again. And, but that's not how it's supposed to be. You've got to make it happen. You've got to make it happen. Because why? Really, that shows, first of all, you're not faithful with what God's given you. But second of all, you don't like to work. And the kingdom of God is work. So guess what? If you don't like work, you might as well just say, hey, Jesus, I'm out. Yes. I told you I said my amens already. I don't need nobody. But check it out. Is you got to understand is that you're telling God, I don't want to work, but yet you're commanding me to go and tell all the nations, which requires me to work. So you put off necessary work because the lazy faith in an area of your life doesn't want you to give it to God. It doesn't want you to give it up, or better yet, it, doesn't, it, don't, it won't allow you to seek the fire that God can put in there. Go to Proverbs chapter 24, verses 30 to 34. I passed by the field of the sluggard and by the vineyard of the man lacking sense. And behold, it was completely overgrown with thistles. Its surface was covers, covered with nettles, and its stone wall was broken down. When I looked, when I saw, I reflected upon it. I looked and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. It's mm, a good poem. Then your poverty will come as a robber and your, and your want like an armed man. Mm. Go back to verse 33 real quick. A little sleep. Oh, I just need five to ten more minutes. Just five to ten more minutes of you know, my personal sleep and I'm, I'm good. When God's like, I need you to pray because 
you're about to go deal in a spiritual atmosphere. You can't go from natural to spiritual. Hello, you can't do anything in the natural and change to the spiritual. It never works. By the time you come out, so whatever area you're doing, especially if you're in children's church, you should all serve in children's church. You'll understand the sermon a little bit better. You'll understand that you can't take spiritual, you can't take natural into where it's a spiritual atmosphere. Because by the end of it, you're more fleshed out and ready to throw kids through walls. And if you have kids, you already know how that feels. They're just yours. Hopefully you don't throw them through walls. Hope not. But check this out. A little sleep. Hello. A little sleep. Just some more time to feed myself. Not a little more time to seek God. Not a little more time to press in and pray for our pastors. Not a little bit more time to pray about the new church or pray about different areas or people hurting. Instead, a little sleep. Let me, feed, let, let, me, let me get a little bit more rest for me. A little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Hello. When you fold your hands, you're stopping working. Amen. And Michael Todd said this. <laughs> Michael Todd said this. He said, if you allow your eyes to, to close or to sleep, he's like, what happens is temptation is more easily coming in. And not only that, it's able to take a lot more from you, and you'll never realize it because your eyes are shut. And he was talking about your spiritual. He's like, just sleep a little bit longer. Put your eyes to rest, and I promise you, everything you worked for is gone. He's talking about your spiritual life. Go to verse 34 real quick. Then your poverty will come as a robber, and your it doesn't say my needs, my desires. It says my wants. Your want, like an armed man. Hello. My gosh. Your wants get you in a lot more trouble. This is my second point that lazy faith produces in people. It affects yourself. It affects yourself. See, lazy faith, when looking at life of a believer, it is detrimental to the, your life. When we look at what happens to the believer when lazy faith has a hold onto an area of your life, it produces in you an element of feeling that someone else will take care of it. Yes. Someone else will come behind you and do it for you. It's not important. I'm too good for it. Somebody else will come up behind me and they'll pick, up, pick it up. Somebody else will do what the deacon does. Ooh you feel like you deserve something because of something you did that you said was for God. Yeah, y'all, y'all really gonna hate me after this. Y'all don't, y'all don't kill me, please. Check this. You feel like you deserve something, but really it wasn't you. It was never you. You have to get that through your head is that it was never you. Every time we say, well, it was, it was, I did it for God. No, you didn't. No, 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 no. You never did it. It was God who gave you the ability to do it. He said, I created you. You didn't create you. I created you. So everything you do is what I made you to do. 
That's why when people come around and ask me, hey, man, that was a great service. Thank you, Jesus. I couldn't preach it. Because I promise you, if I preached it, I'd be fleshed out. I'd be thinking about, you know, five million other things to say without saying the right things that God wanted me to say. But you got to understand this, is that it affects you so much that you think that you are owed something in the church. That you are owed something that the pastor owes you. Or better yet, you think that God owes you. See, it was because of God that you got through it. Amen. It was because of God that you got through your test. It was because of God you were able to witness somebody. You were able to do it because God made it through you. You couldn't do it, but guess what? You were able to go through hell and high water because of God. And sometimes as we, as we get older in faith, sometimes we forget and our lazy faith comes in. It takes a hold of that, that we were once grateful and thankful for what God, and it changes it to think that you've done it. We, you, we can't do it, and we will never be able to take the place of what God did. Because guess what? Even though at the end of the day we are saved, we were once sinners in need of the Savior. But lazy faith affects you to where you think you now you are owed by God and by man. You think you are owed something in life. <laughs> there was a great play that says, boy, you know, it was a father speaking to him. He said, and his, and his son said, sir, why don't you like me? He says, like you. What law is there that says I have to like you? He's like, do you not eat? Do you not have a roof over your head? Do you not have clothes on your back? And he says, yes, sir. He's like, it's my responsibility. I don't have to like you. There's nothing that says I have to. It's my responsibility. And sometimes we get it twisted in the church. We think it's, you like me. You like me, pastor. That's why you've given me this chance. No, it's because God said it's your responsibility. Hello. That's something nobody likes. But what happens with lazy face is it affects your responsibility, and it takes it out. And now you're like a lost dog looking for its tail. You're searching for your tail when you should know where it is. See, when we look at this, that when you have lazy faith, you are unable to feed yourself because you don't want to do it. And I'm talking about in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 24. It says right here, the sluggard buries his hand in the dish, but not even bring it back to his mouth. It's not saying that he can't do it. It says, but will not even bring it back. He was able to dip it, but he didn't want to bring it to his mouth. This is the reason why. It's because he didn't want to feed himself. He wanted somebody else to feed him. Hello. This, this kind of sounds a little familiar if you, if, you, know, you read your Bible. Because Paul talked about this. He says, hey, some of y'all are still on milk when you should be on meat. Some of y'all should be teaching instead of being taught. And this is where really you got to understand, lazy faith will get you in this position to where you're like, you came from able to eat by yourself spiritually, and now you're having your hand in the dish waiting for your spiritual mom to come by and say, you better, here, let me feed you. I promise you, I'm 21 years old and I don't need my mama to feed me. 
And you and some of y'all, amen, have been a long, long time longer than I have. And I promise you, you shouldn't be able in the spiritual condition to sit there and need your mama to come over here and feed you. Some of y'all need to like, man, I just want somebody to give me attention. Let me, uh, let me, let, I, need, I need somebody to come give me gratification. Let me, let me just stop real quick in my spiritual life. I need you to feed me. Please. Your lazy faith causes you to do that. It doesn't cause you to read your Bible. It doesn't cause you, you know, and this is what's crazy about lazy faith. It doesn't cause you to do any of those. What it causes you to do is make yourself feel sorry for yourself. It causes you to be sorry. Ain't nobody like to be called sorry. But that's what happens. You become sorry. Because you used to be up here being able to do the things of God with a grateful heart. And now you're back to, now the lazy faith has crept in in your area and it's caused you to go down to where you can't even eat. And guess what happens if you don't eat? You die. Hello. I ain't talking physically, we talking spiritual here. You gotta understand <coughs> that in lazy faith will cause you to die spiritually. Put up Proverbs 21, chapter 25, verse, yeah. chapter 21, Verses 25 to 26. And the word of the Lord reads, The desire of the sluggard puts him to death, for his hands refuse to work. All day long he is craving, while the righteous, we got, do I got any righteous people up in here? Okay, I got one, two people, that's cool. All right, no righteous people, okay. Gives and does not hold back. You know, I never understood that last part until I looked at it, how our pastor does it. Hello. You can see. Ooh -wee. When you look at it real close, it says, while the righteous give and does not hold back. Why? Because even they're not lazy. They'll give and give and give because they know at the end of the day their faith is radical. It's crazy. And they believe that, look, if I keep giving and I keep giving, and I don't care if I get a return, but I know that God at the end of the day is going to get the glory. And I believe that at the end of the day, he's going to look at me and say, well done, my son. Well, good and done, faithful servant. But you got to understand, lazy faith takes that away from you. Lazy faith affects you spiritually more than anything. It's something that, amen, if I could put in the worst category, it'd be something that steals your joy, steals your peace. But more importantly, it forces you to feel sorry. It just makes you feel like you need somebody to always constantly give you attention, to feed you physically. Physically to spiritually to always make it to feel like you need somebody there to uplift you and encourage you when you should be doing that yourself It's not the job of the pastor to sit there and be like every five minutes. Hey, it's gonna be okay You got it Keep your eyes on the prize champ When really the pastor's like I got 500 sheep over there dying and I'm worried about you because I got to take care of you Because you should have been leading instead. I gotta worry about you Everybody going to be mad at me at the end of this or somebody going to get convicted. While I got sheep over here dying, he's having to worry about somebody that should have learned by now to encourage themselves, to strengthen themselves, to stand on the rock. That's what should have happened. But instead, he's got to worry about one sheep that can't even do it. So he's now he's got to leave his real shepherding job to come over here and fix your own fault. Understand this, 
It's always great to laugh because then you can, you can see humanity. But look at this. In reality, you got to understand is that God is like that, is not like that shepherd. God loves you and God wants you to feel encouraged and he'll encourage you. But sometimes instead of encouraging you, he'll just break your legs and then bring you back. He ain't going to make you always feel encouraged because some days he's just going to be like, you know what? This is the fifth time breaking your legs. I'm carrying you and we're going to go over here so I can do my real job. Because you should have been able to, to fix yourself. You should have been able to encourage yourself. But instead, you always having to ask that other people give you recognition like, did I do something right? That's a problem in the church. Everybody's ready to get recognized, but ain't nobody want to be in the background. We like to say we in the background, but sometimes it's like, I wish they had recognized me. I do all this work, but I can't get nobody to say thank you. I don't care. You could tell me thank you all the day long. I don't. Cool. I'm doing it for God, not doing it for you. Even I get it twisted sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, man, I wish they would have told me. And now I'm like, I'm, I was stupid back then. But that's called growth. You got to understand is that sometimes you don't need the approval of people. You just need to be like, you know what? It's not my approval I'm looking for. It's really I'm not feeding myself enough with God because then I, don't, I shouldn't feel sorry for myself. I shouldn't feel like I need somebody's approval. I can get a thank you. And I'd be like, thanks. That means a lot. And go. But really, I just need to remember that the real reason why I'm doing it. And that's what happens with lazy faith. It affects you to where now you start seeing what you used to do for the love of God, and now you're doing it for the blessings of God. You used to do it because you love God. Now you're chasing it because you, you like the blessings of God. You're like, mm, thank you, Jesus. Got, got a new car, financially stable. Got my kids back. I'm good. And now you're, but you used to, but ooh-wee. It affected you to where you used to do it when you didn't know if they'd come back. You didn't know if you would get blessed. Hello. Put my third point up here. This is my favorite one. It destroys pastoral care. Nothing kills a pastor more. You know, we always hear the statistics, and this is, a, and this is what's the problem with churches, is that lazy faith destroys pastoral care. Like I said, people feel sorry for themselves, and what really happens, saints, is then the pastor has five, is supposed to have one job of just shepherding and then have his sheepdogs make sure every other area is good. But instead, now the shepherd has to get distracted with other minor problems to fix them and can't shepherd the whole flock. You got to understand, the pastor isn't responsible for all the areas of the church. Really, God's called you to be a minister of reconciliation. And better yet, since you're a child of God, doesn't that make you the same to carry out the responsibilities of God? Why, does pastor always have, why do pastors always have to be the ones calling on the sick? Or better yet, a lot of times when pastors are so busy with somebody that really needs spiritual guidance, we're, we're sick in the hospital and we're like, I can't believe pastor didn't call me. You hold an offense like, just looking like you got to understand is that why do you expect or better yet you got all these church members but really the job of church is to go check on the sick 
Last time I checked, it just wasn't the pastor's job to call on the sick or to check on the widows. It was actually the church's job. Y'all can hate me after church. Y'all can stole me later. Just don't kill me now. Y'all can, can tell them all to assassinate me later. But check this out. The problem is, is that you, we have distracted the pastors for way too long. We always do this, and this is one thing I noticed about any church, is that everybody drops the ball. Most people, not all people, in some area of life to where the pastors always have to come by and carry the weight. The reason why churches are dying, the reason why churches are shutting down is because church members, and most importantly, the church in general, can't support their pastor. They don't want to carry the weight with their pastor. They want to dump. Check this out. Pastor's got his family. Then he's got the burdens of the church. Right, which means he's got everybody's problems. And then individually, a lot of the times, instead of helping the pastor carry the weight, we like to throw more weight on the pastor. And really, it suffocates the pastor to where he has a hard time pressing in. There's a reason why pastors quit. It's because churches drop all of the balls or all of the weight on the pastor, and it suffocates the pastor because he's supposed to have a church not a bunch of children. The pastor's not supposed to carry the weight. And this is the problem. Not only is it pastors, it's deacons, it's any leader. And guess what? Usually they're picking up the weight that was dropped that you were supposed to carry. The responsibility that you were supposed to have, they got to carry it now. So now it makes them ineffective. It makes them inefficient. And they can't even do their job correctly in order to please God because you decided to have lazy faith. First Thessalonians 5, 12-13. Oh, you right there. And the word of the Lord reads. But we request of you, brethren, that you appreciate those who diligently labor among you and have charge over you in the Lord and give you the instruction. Next verse. And that you esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Live in peace with one another. Hello. My gosh. Go back to the tw verse 12. But we request, we urge, we plead with you, brothers, members of the church, people that are believers, that you appreciate those who diligently labor among you and have charge over you in the Lord and give you instruction. Why? Because their job's hard enough. They have the hard, the people over you have the hardest jobs. You can be the president of the United States, but you be a pastor over all these souls. And that's the hardest job you'll ever get. Because you got to seek God. You got to make sure that you check on people. And not only that, you got to put your own wants, needs, and desires in the back burner to make sure everybody else survives. And that's just for anybody in leadership that gives instruction. But check this out. Lazy faith don't care about that. They, it destroys pastoral care by burdening them, or better yet, it does, or it makes you unappreciative when something doesn't happen your way pastor says, hey, man, I can't pay your bill this week. I'm sorry. And we're like, you told me you'd pay it. <laughs> Give him some weird look like, get a job, brother. I don't know what to tell you, brother. You got to do something different, brother, because sometimes, I'm not saying you are, but sometimes you're straining the man of God. Sometimes, not all the times. 
but you want to appreciate the pastor because you think the pastor is somebody that is a give me person and not, hey, pastor, can I pray for you? Pastor, what does your family need? Pastor, I'll clean the church. Don't worry about it. Pastor, don't worry. I'm coming over to cook for your family. You know what, Pastor? Don't worry about your wife. I'm going to go take her out so you can have a day to relax. Or better yet, I'm really taking your wife out so you can go, uh, so she can go relax. Never, under, uh, never underestimate the power of a pastor's wife. Understand this. The lazy faith not only destroys the pastoral care, it really makes you unappreciative of your pastor. It makes it to where now you just feel like your pastor owes you something. Where it's really, hey, pastor, give me something. I served so many times in this church. Give me. I deserve it, pastor. I've served faithfully. I've, I've done so much time. You see me up there serving away. Now I need something. Let me. And sometimes that's all right to ask. But sometimes out of because of lazy faith, we can't believe God for it in their own areas. Hello. Sometimes where God's like, I don't need you to require your pastor to do this. I'm requiring you to lean on me. Your character won't change if you always run to your pastor. Sometimes I need you just to shut up and just change it yourself. Sometimes the reason why you act the way you act is because you always run to your pastor and burdening him. I need you to just sit there and rely on me. Stop relying on your pastor who's already overburdened. Stop running to your leaders that are overburdened. Do it yourself. Lazy faith causes that. It causes you to burden people instead of to uplift people. Hebrews 13, 17. Now I'm on a... <clears throat> Hebrews 13, 17. And the word of the Lord reads, Amen. Obey your leaders and submit to them. For they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with grief. For this would be unprofitable to you. That scripture right there killed me. How many times, you know, were we supposed to as a church, you know, as, as individuals, to go out our way to make sure that the kingdom of God advanced through our pastors instead of through us. Hello. We always like to think it's about us and what we can do. Sometimes, what is it that we can do under the covering of God and see where it leads us to go? Some of us like to have our own secret agendas in the church. And sometimes God's like, I don't need you to have a secret agenda. Just fall under this agenda and I'll lead you to your agenda. Because it's really my agenda in the end. But it's unprofitable for you. Why? Because now you're causing the man of God to die spiritually or you're causing the person over you to not even be able to do his job properly. So it's unaffected for you. It's unofficial for you. And get this. The crazy thing is, is now if all you care about is you, this should motivate you to care for them because it helps you in the end. I even got the selfish people up in here. Just kidding. No, we ain't got, I'm just kidding. Don't, 
It's not a jab at you. Amen. If the Lord, if the Holy Ghost reveals it to you, take it upon yourself. Have the Holy Ghost forbid. But I'm saying, if you're selfish, that shouldn't motivate you to uplift them even more. Because it says it's unprofitable for you. Not for them, for you. Can I get the worship team? But see, this is my conclusion. When we look at the lazy spirit, this can hinder the move of God in your life, in your pastor, and in the kingdom of God. See, saints, sometimes we allow ourselves to think that the pastors or the deacons can do it all by themselves. Hello. And last time I checked, the main reason why pastors quit and the move of God is at a standstill it's because there are too many people in the church that expect the pastor, his wife, his children, his leaders to do everything. But the reality is this, saints, is that the lazy spirit makes your pastors work over where there are areas they forget and they can't shepherd properly. And that's not on them. That's on every believer. Amen. So if you'll stand. So tonight, if you really want to see God move, you got to get rid of the lazy spirit. And how to fix that is this. It's so simple. Make it your position to do it. Don't expect somebody else to fix it. Don't expect your fat pastor to fix it all. Don't expect him to pick up the slack. Instead, make it your position or your responsibility to, to do it. Because at the end, saints, it's really your job. At the end, God didn't call your pastor to carry what area he called you to. He really called you. And you've been running, you've been ignoring, and really, you just are too, you have the lazy spirit. You have lazy faith because you don't believe God will work through that area. Tonight, saints, I know this was a heavy message.